Welcome back to the Trav and Rigney Show. What's up, buddy? Sup. Sup. I have to point to you. I don't know why. They didn't see you point to me, man. I know. It was, it was pointless. Get it? So, today is Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. And we're back in the studio. In in studio. Can you hear my voice? It sounds way better, right? Mm. Than it did on the yeah. phone. Yeah, it does. It does. And there's not a delay. Is there a delay when you're on the phone? There's definitely a little bit of a delay. I try when we're on a, when we're on the phone. I try to answer your question almost before you finish asking it because I can notice the delay when we do the show. Oh, so I try to. So it's rough doing it like not in the studio together, you know? Yeah, it's rough. It's also not as fun. But as fun. today we have we have a bunch of stuff to get to today. There is a plethora of things, but loads of stuffs to talk about. Um, preseason started. Yes. The um, Hall of Fame game. Did you watch it? I did watch it. I always watch the Cowboys lose. Always. Oh, Dude, I was just so happy to put football on. Seriously. I didn't even know it was on until halftime. Really? Yeah, I had no idea that the game was that. What, what night that was? Thursday night? It was Thursday, right? Sure. I don't know. I didn't realize until after halftime that the game was on. I was like, damn it, I missed half this game already? But... We have a bunch of NFL, NFL stuff we're going to get to, and also some wrestling stuff we're going to get to. Wrestling. That's on the I docket. watched uh, Ready to Rumble today. Did you? That was a good movie. I love that movie. Okay, so let, me be, let me rephrase. That is a terrible movie, but it's such a good movie. It's the best movie I've ever seen. Okay. I, <laughs> I mean, it's such a... It's not a well-done movie, but it's a great movie. It's so good. You see what I'm saying? So Before good. we do any of that, though... Mm-hmm. We have to get into our oldest, newest friend. Mohawk Honda. Damn it. I did it. Newest, oldest. I said it. Uh, so let's talk about them for a second. Let's say you've traded in your vehicle. Now what? Sure, every dealer wants your trade in right now because there's a shortage of inventory in the market. So you trade it in and you get money in your hands. hundred bucks in your hand. Well, more than that. Well, now what? <laughs> they don't have anything for you to buy. But at Mohawk Honda, not only will they give you top dollar for your trade in... Not $100. Not that. They have acres and acres of inventory for you to choose from. They have the largest inventory of vehicles in the region, and that means you choose the one that's right for you. So sure, some dealers will talk about their values, but at Mohawk Honda, they would rather show you that there's value in selection, and more importantly, value in how you were treated. That's beautiful. Isn't it? Hey, when are you going to get a new car? I... I don't know. Probably will. Okay. I haven't, I've had... My car's only two years old. Oh. I've only owned it for two years. Wait, you own it or you lease it? I own it. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so don't feel pressured into buying something from another dealer. <laughs> so don't feel pressured. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel pressured into buying something from another dealer because that's the best that they can do. You go to Mohawkanda and you buy the vehicle you deserve. Their vast selection of certified pre-owned vehicles is guaranteed to fit your needs and your lifestyle, not the other dealer's values. So this summer, selection is king, and no one has more to choose from than Mohawk Honda, where they will always go out of their way to please you. They have a buttload of cars there. They have a ton. A buttload. So many cars. Yerp. So here's the deal. Yes. This is a choose-your-own-adventure, okay? Ooh, I love those. I always cheated, though. I always was like, go to page 14. Go to page 17. Go to page 38. Go to page 54. You're dead. 
Damn I'm going to go back a couple I'm pages and try again. I'm not going back to the beginning. I'm just going back to where I messed up. I forgot that they were like Choose Your Own Adventure like books. I forgot that was even a thing. They had Goosebump ones like that. Oh, did they? Yes. Damn it. Well, this is not that elaborate. What I mean by Choose Your Own Adventure is choose wrestling or football. Which one do you want to do first? Let's hit wrestling first. Okay, deal. So, wait, first? Oh, Come on, dude. Sorry, I don't even know if they heard me. I whispered it pretty, um, pretty whispery. So, in the world of wrestling, first mm-hmm. of all, SummerSlam's coming up. SummerSlam. A couple weeks here. Um, and this year is just significant because... SummerSlam's one of the big four? Uh, it is one of the big four, but I would... Su- hold on. SummerSlam, WrestleMania, obviously. Royal Rumble, Survivor Series? Correct. Nailed it. Those are the big four. However, I will say, I would say, and I think a lot of people would agree with this now, that SummerSlam and WrestleMania have moved into a different category. They're oh, the... SummerSlam's like bigger than Royal Rumble now? Yeah. Dude, Royal Rumble's always been my favorite. It's it's probably one of the people's, I would say a lot of people like it more than WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble. However, I've always liked it more. I'm strictly talking about how WWE presents their shows. So, yeah, they, they put the most money, like the biggest yeah. budget into it. So WrestleMania and SummerSlam happen in NFL stadiums. Yeah. Whereas the Royal Rumble and Survivor Series, those will happen in giant like arenas. arenas. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes sense that they would do it that that way, even like like monetarily, right? Because like one's in March, the other one's in August. Yeah, WrestleMania or SummerSlam's in August, yeah. Yeah, and, so it's just like... It's the time frame, I feel like. Rather than spending a ton of money in January at Royal Rumble and then yep. two months later and, and that yeah, much more money. Survivor Series is always in November, so it's like you can't really do it during football season anyway, even if you really wanted right. to. But uh, this is this SummerSlam specifically is significant because there's been no fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was fans at WrestleMania and they tried to make that as big as they could given the little notice they had. Right. Um but because this is, you know, fans have been, they've been touring again, fans have been in-house, yep. this is a huge one for them. So they're going all out, that's, what my, that's the point I'm making. So do you, By that, do you mean they're kicking everyone out? Oh, I love the segue. <laughs> so you would think that they would be just, you know, everybody would be in the card and everybody would be, they'd have a spot for everybody. Two days, right? Wrong. <laughs> they are cutting people left, right, and center. And one of the biggest ones they cut... Uh, in recent memory, really, because they cut Braun Strowman a couple months ago, but that's not as big as this one. They cut uh, Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt, and he was a huge... Also known as The Fiend? The Fiend Bray Wyatt, correct. He is a huge moneymaker, so I have no idea. I have to almost assume that he he had to have almost asked or hinted that he wanted this, because... Even not being on TV, the Fiend Bray Wyatt was still a top five merch seller for them. Um, I read an article that said that he was planning a comeback to TV in August for SummerSlam, right? So I don't know why. I mean, you think he wanted out? You think that's what it was? I think that what normally happens is I think the contract was coming to an end, and Rotunda was looking for a hefty deal because he's. He is a huge moneymaker for them, and he's earned it to this point. This yeah. is a guy who who had the talent and had the the charisma and the and the the persona to be the next sort of Undertaker like, mm-hmm. and that's how they were building him up. 
and he has taken loss after loss at WrestleMania, and then they build him back up, and he takes another ridiculous loss, and he's been he's a huge fan favorite, so it it blew people's minds when they cut him because it just came out of nowhere. Usually, this gets leaked like, oh, Bray Wyatt might be getting cut. Yeah, no, it just I saw a Bleach Report update, Bray Wyatt released for WWE, which is insane, and also I may and I could be wrong about this. I don't think he has a no compete clause like a lot of these guys do. They said look look for him to show up in AEW within the next couple weeks. Yeah, which means he doesn't have a no compete clause, which means his contract was up and they yeah. just didn't. And then they instead of letting it ride out, they just cut him. Yeah, um, a no compete clause would normally mean they fired a guy or they released him midway through a deal, and he cannot go to a competing company or promotion. I don't know, in eight months or nine months, whatever. There's right. a couple guys who had that. Um, can't even think of the one off the top of my head that had that. But I don't think he does. So I do think you will see Bray Wyatt. He won't be Bray Wyatt, obviously. But you will see him in AEW and probably soon where they will do much better with him. And I'm very excited for that. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I feel like I, I haven't really, to be honest, I haven't really watched AEW. I mean, I... To be fair, I don't watch, like, WWE on the regular either. I kind of just, like, look at the news, like, what's going on. Like, I look at, like, pay-per-view results and stuff like that just to see if fans are happy with what's happening or not. Fans are genuinely pretty happy with what's going on in AEW, and the same cannot be said about WWE. Yeah, but I'll say something that's controversial or something that people won't really want to hear, which is I watch AEW pretty regularly, and I can tell you that they're not, storyline-wise, they're not really doing anything differently than what WWE is doing. And I know yeah. the huge AEW marks are not going to want to hear that. But they're really not doing anything that different. They What they do differently is they showcase everybody. So one week, you have a whole card. And the card is usually good. That is what they do better. Mm-hmm. That they, they put on a card that's just better than WWE will do on any given week. And that card will have eight guys on it or ten guys on it, six six women on it. And then the following week, most of those people won't be on the card unless it's right. like the cham- main champions. So you'll get a whole different set of people. So they're showcasing everybody. WWE doesn't do that. That's why they release people. They're not using them. They Didn't they do that for a while in the like Ruthless Aggression era where it was like SmackDown only and Raw only? Do they not do that They anymore? do that now. They have a roster for just Raw and a roster for just SmackDown. They're on two different nights. And but it the ro- both rosters are bad? No, they're, WWE has, I would argue, had and probably still does have the most talented roster of wrestlers in the world. Definitely the best female wrestlers. Definitely. Right? And I don't even think that's close. Yeah. And I watch AWE regularly and I can tell you the, the WWE, is, they're hoarding the women wrestlers at this point. Yeah. Like They're literally hoarding them. Because they don't use them all. Some of them, most of them are fantastic. But they don't They don't showcase, they have so many, um, so many of these, these talents on both rosters. And they don't use a lot of them. You see Roman Reigns every week. He is headline of SmackDown. Yeah. And you'll see Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. That is headline Raw every week. But why is Goldberg? Oh my God. <laughs> Goldberg... I, because I always loved Goldberg, but I feel like that his time came and went 25 years ago. And, and he's old. <laughs> how old he speaks now? He's how old is Sting? Sting's like 62 years old, 60. right? Yeah, and, he, and, he, and he still does stuff. He does. He come, He he is mentoring, at least on screen anyway, 
uh, a wrestler who AEW discovered this gem. His name is Darby Allen. He's very undersized, but he's very good. And Sting, and he's half his face is painted, and Sting is at least on screen anyway. Sting is the so storyline. Yeah. yeah, so Sting comes out to the ring with him. I would argue Sting is on weekly AEW. So if you wanted your Sting fix. Just watch AEW. He's there every week. I've seen a, I've seen a couple of things. I saw um, Sting got like powerbombed through a table or something like that, and they were like, "He's sixty something years yeah, old." Dude. He's like up it's there. wild. He's pretty good shape though. For that. guy that's sixty. Oh, for sure. But it's still like crazy. I saw um, who was he? Who did he? F- I should I should have I should have thought more before I started this sentence. <laughs> that's that's what I know now. Um, anyway, continue. Um, WWE also cut ties with... This isn't as significant. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. I knew you were going to say that. They cut ties with Ric Flair. Because I, I saw that and I was like, they're still paying that dude? I don't like, know. Like, I know, like, he was coming out for a little bit. Like, I saw that, like, I don't know, it probably wasn't weekly, but it was maybe like once, twice a month or something like that. He would come out to the ring, it seemed yeah. like. And I'm like, he doesn't look like he's all there. No. Like, it looks like somebody super glued a smile on his face and then just, like, wound up the thing on his back to make him yeah. walk down the aisle. That's literally... I'm, <laughs> I feel like they they do they give him some smelling salts and then they push him out of the curtains. It's like, he's awake. Yeah, Let's go. Hurry up. You have five minutes until he falls back to sleep. He hasn't been on TV in a while, so it's not... A, that's why it's not as significant that they cut him. Yeah. But I will say, and, and then we'll move on from who they released... Um, WWE also has NXT under them, under mm. their, which is wildly a better show, to be honest with you. Triple H runs it. He exclusively runs NXT. It's a much yeah. better show than Raw or SmackDown. Um, and they cut in one day 11 people from their roster, which That's is... Insane. Some the, of them are unknown for the most part. This has to have something to do with the NBC thing, right? I don't know. Honestly, I... The, the rumors of NBC buying WWE... I feel like those rumors are just growing even larger now with all of these cuts. And they're saying, they're, it's not like character issues, they're saying they're all budget cuts. Yeah, and I'm sure that they're budget cuts. But I think, because I was reading a lot into the rumors, which you never know what's true and what isn't. And a lot of what they're saying is they are budget cutting, but they're also making room. Because they're trying to put out on these tours... The biggest names they possibly can, which is why you have Goldberg back. Look for maybe Brock Lesnar to make another appearance. But if that, but if that were true, then they would have just given Bray Wyatt his money. They would, except for Bray Wyatt, it was going to when they bring back guys like Brock Lesnar, it's short term. Yeah. Whereas if they were going to have to pay Bray Wyatt probably what he wanted, it was going to be very long term. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I guess I'm just looking at it more of like a like a. Like managing a football team, right, or like GMing a football team, like like Bray Wyatt's your quarterback. Yeah, I feel like right, like you don't. Okay, you might sign an aging running back that's like a a veteran or an aging offensive lineman to kind of like tie the line together. That is that's your John Cena. Yeah, but like Bray Wyatt's the quarterback. You need to run the whole thing. Yeah, you have one quarterback in Roman Reigns. I don't know who else is running the uh, show. So I would say they're leaning heavily on, right now, WWE leans very, very heavily on guys like Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. He is the he is the world champion for Raw. Yeah. 
they're their most heavily person they're leaning on is Roman Reigns at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the Universal Champion of SmackDown, but also on SmackDown um, is Seth Rollins, who is Seth Rollins was the dude I was going to say. He's a that guy. He's a state. non. Um, yeah. I, but it wasn't even like he did it. it no, was, it was like he did like two turnbuckle yeah. bombs or whatever, and yeah. like Sting was back scripted. All messed it just up. wasn't yeah. like he just got hurt. Yeah. But he Rollins is another guy who is he's he's non disposable. He's yeah. not one they can. Even, he's like a triple A name. Yeah, he's not one they can afford to let walk ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly not Roman Reigns anymore. But uh, but transitioning to those to those topics. The two of the bigger matches coming out of SmackDown. The first one is Edge versus Rollins. And uh, actually, a uh, member of the Godzilla media here, Brian Katie, and I disagreed on how this match is going to go. He believes Edge is going to win. Uh, or he believes Rollins is going to win. I'm certain Edge is going to win. Um, the reason I say that is because they brought Edge back. He is somebody who is willing to put over young talent. Mm. But he's lost, I want to say, three pay-per-views in a row. That's unheard of for a guy they pay to bring back. He's going to get one over on a slump. We call it a slumping Rollins uh, because Rollins is also a guy who's losing a lot, but is young enough to take the losses. He's been champion numerous times. So Edge is on his way out. They want to get a huge... This is one of those fan favorites, send the crowd home happy kind of things. Edge is going to win this match, um, mainly because Roman Reigns is also going to win his match against John Cena. This this is probably going to seem like weird coming from me, like somebody who basically like lives their entire life in just n- nostalgia. Um, I find it very annoying that WWE is constantly bringing these dudes back from the '90s that are still like competing for championships and stuff like that. Yeah. John Cena, so ironically, John Cena said something about it the other day. Which is funny because he's a guy... He's one of them. Yeah, he's a guy they just brought back as one of the older guys they're relying on from the early 2000s. And he said this is a problem that they have. The, the longer they lean on these older guys, the worse off they're going to be. Because yeah. you didn't do anything to build these younger guys into what you wanted, what you think What happened to like Daniel Bryan? And like, Is he like still a guy? No, he's going to be in he's gonna be in AEW soon. Another one. That's what, like, what are they doing? They like He was a big guy for a while. They... It's for them. It's they feel like they sh- they try to strike when the iron's hot, and then they when they feel like momentum is even a little bit dipping, they just abandon ship. Now I haven't been like paying attention like religiously since like two thousand two, but I feel like the WWE dip started with the whole CM Punk pipe bomb thing. I feel like once he left, I feel like it's been worse. Hey, it's Gaz here from Getting There with Gaz. Gaz in the go, Levac and Gaz. You're listening to Godzilla Media Podcast, and for those things to happen, for us to continue to have great content, we hope that you continue to support our sponsors, like our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. If you're looking to make that change, air conditioning, ventilation in your home, whatever it might be, heating, Johnstone Supply is the place for you, right on 6th Avenue in Troy. Going on right now, Fujitsu Duckless Splits, energy-saving, ultra-low temperature models that you can have in your home. Also... Johnson Supply is now carrying the J-Series VRF systems for even more efficiency and flexibility. And if you're looking for that basic cost-efficient option, they now have the Westinghouse made by Fujitsu as well. So they've got all the things you need 
great people say hello to my guy tom in there james and kevin or rob whoever it might be you've already got the intro of the people you want tom james kevin rob those are the guys working the front desk maybe you'll be able to see that our guy the boss george if you want to learn more about george and johnstone supply and troy check out their feature here on godzilla media where we talk about johnstone supply and troy you can check out the inside and more you're looking to make the change check them out johnstonesupply.com or call them today 518-272-5992. 518-272-5992. Johnstone Supply in Troy. Also, we got to give love to our friends over at Techies Fire and Water Restoration. Your best way back to normal. TEFireWater.com. Get their number down right now. Write down their information because maybe in the future, mold damage, fire, water, something may be happening to your home that you're not prepared for. Prepare now with Techies Fire and Water Restoration. These guys, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or the work they do, Mike Corda and his staff will continue to help here in the Capital Region to make sure you don't have to deal with these issues, to make sure that if you have something to happen to something that you absolutely love, you can get back to normal with Techies Fire and Water Restoration. And thanks to Techies Fire and Water Restoration, LeVac and Gals will be broadcasting live again Monday, August 16th, live from the new Mohawk Chevrolet dealership in Malta from 4 to 6 o'clock. Check out the broadcast on Techies Fire and Water Restoration's Facebook page. Again, facebook.com slash TE Fire Water. Techies Fire and Water Restoration. Also, by the way, let's give love to the Albany Empire. The Albany Empire playing for the championship. Come out and support the team Saturday, August 14th. And if that's not enough, also a quick shout out to our friends over at Smoky Bones, our home for Monday Night Football here. Godzilla Media's Smoky Bones. You're looking forward to football? The place to watch the game is Smoky Bones. Now, Back to this Godzilla Media Podcast. I, I would argue it was happening before then, but yeah, because he, he did a lot of exposing of things that a lot of dirty laundry he exposed just in one promo, which yeah. they claim was supposed to happen. And I nobody believes that. I have never heard any, like I've seen a lot of like shoot interviews. Uh, for people that don't know wrestling, shoot means like it's legit, like a real yeah. thing. Um seen a lot of shoot interviews and everybody i've seen talk about it or like that was real like that was not scripted like he he just went off the handle and apparently when cm punk went back to gorilla and he saw vince vince was like i smell money and then punk just pushed past him and didn't respond yeah vince was happy about it because obviously that's gonna draw eyes and stuff like that bad publicity is good publicity he doesn't care but he would end up what happened with that is he he brought a lot of attention to things that you wouldn't normally have paid attention to, right? And so like he talked about his face not being on mugs or yeah. pamphlets or the WrestleMania promo, and yeah, he's was, like you just talk about John Cena still, and you know what's funny is I whenever I see that like oh Goldberg's back, I always think of the promo that John Cena had with Roman Reigns where. Roman Reigns is like, you're a part-timer. And he's like, that's because you can't do it full-time. I have to keep coming back. And then Roman Reigns like stutters for a second. And he's like, it's called a promo, big dog. He's like, you're going to have to do it if you want to run with the big ones. Oh, yeah, dude. And I'm like, yo, he's killing Roman Reigns right there's now. There's a couple times. It seems so like, like, while I know like it was scripted, like I could tell like that was thought of, like that was improvised. That was for sure. There's no way they scripted Cena to say that. Not right. into a microphone. That's now. what I'm saying. He says, hello, fourth wall. Yeah. Like, he waves at the hard camera. Yeah. There's So, 
they do they're in, in that scenario it dude it's like a handful of people they ever allow to do that yeah which they seen as one of them triple h is one who's always allowed to do it right um, Which is why the Attitude Era was the best era because the handful was much bigger. Yeah, people were improving left, right, and center. They trusted people like The Rock or Stone Cold and not yeah. to say things that were going to bring attention, but not be stupid about it. Literally, the only person that couldn't improv was Kane, and it was just because he didn't talk because <laughs> yeah, his character just didn't speak. But um, getting to the to SummerSlam, two of these. Big matches that we have from SmackDown are Edge and Rollins, who I think Edge is going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, Rollins should 200% win, although, but I think Edge is going to win. And then there's uh, Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, which is going to be... It's going to... Lashley should win, but the idea that you're bringing Goldberg back is dumb, as we've already discussed. It seems like such a pointless match. It's because they don't... they. They need the big name. They're trying to make this as big money making as possible. It's getting all the fans mad. <laughs> They're hardcore fans, but that's the minority fan. The, yeah, the casual fan is as happy about as happy about. They see Goldberg, Goldberg and they're pumped. And I got to be honest, he's super. He's got. He's cringy, dude. Hearing him talk, like Bill Goldberg was much better when he didn't speak. He was not good. He was not good on the mic when he was big. Yeah, he's cringy kind of. Yeah. He, he says, you're next, son. He says it a lot. And I'm just like, stop. Stop it. And then... Literally, the whole who's next and you're next thing yeah. came from his streak from WCW. Which, it's so funny that like he, he would still be like clinging on to that catchphrase that is now 25 years old and the most irrelevant thing yeah. like in wrestling. It's, people don't really care about that match as much, but it's one of their bigger build matches. And then they brought John Cena back. Is Kevin Owens in it? Kevin Owens will be on the card. I don't know where, but he'll be on the card. Can they push him more? He seems fun to root for. He's going to be another one that gets out and goes to AEW. Just because they do better. They just do better. God. Oh, speaking of which, this is bigger news. You know uh, that Cody Rhodes is part of that you know that that big circle of people that created AEW. Yeah. With the Young Bucks and Kenny, Kenny Omega mm-hmm. and Tony Khan, which was Shad Khan. Didn't Jericho have something to do with Jericho it Jericho as well. Yeah. But, um... Cody Rhodes, just since last week on AEW, uh, he was in the main event of the night, which they, they, they did such a good job building to it all, all night, against a guy named Malachi Black. Which is Alistair. Alistair Black, yeah. from who was just cut from WWE recently. Like a month ago? Yeah. If so? And Cody Rhodes, who is a huge star, not just because he helped create the company, but he's a huge star. He was a big star in WWE. He was, but he 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 made such a bigger name for himself outside of WWE. Yeah, and he took an absolute whooping in the main event wow. against this dude's debut match, which just is proof that they're that's willing how you to, push people. Yeah, yeah. They're, it's proof that they're willing to do what it takes. You have one of your biggest stars get his ass kicked in like four minutes. And then he's got his ass kicked so bad, he started taking his boots off, and it's like because he took a couple losses in a row, and yeah. he's more involved with you know the the behind the scenes stuff. So he, he started taking his boots off, leaving the ring like he was retiring. Cody Rhodes is thirty five years old. That is way too young to retire. So obviously he's not retiring. But in the process of taking off his boots, Malachi Black comes back out in the ring and kicks his ass again. 
So it's like in one night, Cody Rhodes not only put over Malachi Black, but made him the biggest heel in their company in a matter of 15 to 20 minutes. And it doesn't seem like complex writing. No. And it was really, the storytelling was really done in the ring and him being real in the mic. He started thanking people, Tony Khan, and started thanking everybody and saying, look what we created. And then started taking his boots off. Then Malachi Black comes back, kicks his ass, show ends. You're like, damn, your biggest heel and it took 10 minutes to do. That's really how you do things. That's how, that is why I would say AEW is doing better than WWE. But as far as like the corniness that people don't like the WWE... AEW is doing a lot of those things, which is what I was really hoping they'd get away from. Yeah. Um, Explain but, that. Like, what do you mean? So corniness? they do. They they shot a promo in the back when with the elite and the elite is their which is Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. They're they're big name guys. They're the tag team champions. They're world champions. Kenny Omega is the world champion of another wrestling promotion. Oh yeah, that's the guy that has like four titles. Yeah, right? and. And he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. So I'm not saying he shouldn't be champion. And mm-hmm. I actually love that he's winning championships in other promotions and cross-promoting. But the promo they cut in the back, he was like shooting a basketball. And they were trying to like talk shit. And it, would, it came off a little cringy. And I'm like, yeah. this is the kind of shit that WWE does that people don't like. It's like bad acting. It, it is bad acting. But in a way that's frustrating because Kenny Omega is better, is so much better than that. And... Maybe it's because he he doesn't excuse me doesn't do his best heel work on the microphone, but because he's a heel right now. Yeah. But it just came off the whole segment came off kind of cringy, and I was like, "This is the shit that people don't like WWE doing." I don't mm-hmm. know why you guys are doing it, but it's probably because they have like a like one maybe two segments a show where it's pretty cringy, and then the actual in ring stuff is probably better than what WWE is putting out. For the most part, I would I would say. I just shouldn't say for the most part. Ninety percent of the time, the in-ring work, work AEW puts in is way better than what WWE is. Doing. Right, unless it's the women's stuff. The yeah, that's there is even any comparison, and I know people won't like to hear that because they're big AEW fans. But and I, I'm going to spit one stat at you that I think is actually pretty insane. This is how you know that WWE puts all their eggs in one basket mm-hmm. every five to ten years. Roman Reigns, since he's been back last year at SummerSlam, and then going. Before that, he hasn't been pinned in 600 days. Like, hasn't lost? Or he, he hasn't ha- been... He's lost. He's been in matches where his tag partner lost, or yeah. he left the ring and let his But he lose. himself has not... He has, has not taken the three-second tan in 600 days. That's wild. That is insane. That's Hulk Hogan level. Seriously. The idea... That's how much... But the, that's what they did with... That's something they would have done with John Cena, right? They're mm. putting a lot of your eggs in one basket. This is why I think Rollins should beat Edge, but he's not going to because they want to send you, the crowd home. That you game. really need a couple big guys all at the same time. You, you can't do. just have one big dude. The, again, I'm gonna always go back to Attitude Era, yeah. but like, but that was the best era, like era for a reason. Like the whole Stone Cold and The Rock rivalry, having the two, like it was, it was arguable. Like who who was the biggest name in the WWF? Was it yeah. Stone Cold or The Rock? Like. And then it's crazy like that the Undertaker never even gets brought up, and he's a yeah. legend. Yeah. But it wasn't him at the time. Yeah, it was either The Rock or Stone Cold. Yeah. But like everybody on that team at the time was such a team player that they were cool with it. I mean, The Undertaker still had his parts and still had his roles and yeah. whatever. Like he was a tag team. He he's, was in a tag team for most of that with the Brothers of yeah. Destruction. He's considered like one of the goats, The Undertaker, and he has like 
half the amount of. We used to have like three championships. And I want to say it's five, but I want to say, but that's not even half of the amount that Triple H has. It's not even a third of the amount that that, that Flair has or John Cena. I was going to say Cena. Cena, or going, it is a third. Yeah, Cena's going for seventeen. If he beats Roman Reigns SummerSlam, he'll have seventeen. That is the record. I don't. I feel like they they won't let him beat Flair's record. They might not. They Although they just are, cut him, so who knows? Maybe. But there's, <laughs> he might he might win 17. He's certainly not going to do it against Roman Reigns. How many How many does his daughter have? Like seven or eight? Oh, Ric Flair's? Yeah, Charlotte So they Flair. changed it, actually. Right? She had... I don't know why they did this. They decreased the number... They said it on their broadcast that she's a an eight-time women champion. But really... Because um, I remember her being in the double digits, and they brought and I read an article on Bleach Report about it that for some reason WWE took away title reigns from Charlotte Flair for it's some like reason. Like the NCAA, she had that? like ten. <laughs> yeah, and then they took some away. Yeah, she and she had, and I I want to say it's because she had ten in like six years. That's an insane number of championship reigns. Yeah, because she had she is first of all she's very good, and she but she hasn't been around that long. So the idea that she could be into double digits that quickly says it's like one of the same situation. You're putting a lot of eggs in one basket. Right. And I also feel like it kind of doesn't look good for the other women on the card. Like she dominates the women's yeah. division. That too, though. But now it's they're in a place where like the women are they're so good that, that the triple threat match that they're going to have at SummerSlam is going to be one of the better matches of the night. But We should watch that one together. We, we, yeah, we definitely We should get into a room. Where there's a TV, and then put eyes on that TV the whole night. Like we did for the Rumble? Yeah, like we did for the Rumble. So, we definitely will do that. Okay. So that, we'll come back to WWE, AEW stuff at, at another time. But that's that's a lot of what's happening right now. Um, and I didn't mention more SummerSlam stuff because they've announced almost no other matches. Like the three I told you about, or that's it? When is SummerSlam? Like two weeks? Yeah, it's in two weeks, I think. You'd think you'd know them by now. What do you mean? I just remember, like, back in the old days, like, they'd be promoing matches for, like, a month. Yeah. That's how you would build them up, but they don't, they never do it like that anymore. Now, some matches don't even happen until SummerSlam's on Sunday. Monday night, they made one of the bigger matches on the card. And you're like, wow, how? Well, I remember when we were previewing WrestleMania, and they're like, they haven't announced these matches yet, but we're pretty sure they're going to happen. And I'm yeah. like, what is that? What Isn't is that, that insane? Mean? Like, yeah. how do we know they're going to do that already, That's and they so haven't even weird. said it yet? Well, but like I can't imagine the NFL trying to release the like the Sunday schedule and just they yeah. do it week by week. Like, come, wait, who, are they, of, who are we playing this it week? It comes out on Friday. Yeah. You got to play your opponent on Sunday. <laughs> it's a great transition though because here we go into the NFL stuff. I'll try. So that was good. Your seamless transitions. Um, I'll say the biggest news most recently is the Hall of Fame stuff, right? But right before that was Carson Wentz had a foot injury. Oh my god. Those of you who don't know or aren't, aren't up to par, Carson Wentz, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, is now the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Apparently developed a foot injury sometime at the end of last year. No, they said this is a foot injury from high school. <laughs> that's what that's what I read. I read that he had a foot injury that involved some sort of broken like a minor broken bone in his foot from his senior year of high school that he never got fixed because they told him that he didn't need to have the surgery on it. So very recently, apparently that bone completely broke off and is now like 
I don't know, mysteriously floating around in his foot. From the articles that I read, that's yeah. basically what I got from it. And I'm just like, that's wild. Yeah, that's insane. Has, how, how are you passing physicals? Like, how does that go under the radar? I don't know. But, so, Carson Wentz is... He, Dead. It, it, said five to, <laughs> it said five to 12 weeks, right? If you went yeah. the lower end there, he's back by week three, right? That's optimism here. Mm-hmm. If you go the 12-week route, keep in mind, Philly traded... Carson Wentz to the Colts, and in exchange, they had a conditional second-round pick that could be a first if he played seventy percent of the snaps. If he misses twelve weeks, he can't play seventy percent of the snaps. So is it it's seventy-five percent without a playoff appearance, seventy yeah. percent with a playoff yeah. appearance, right? So either, but either way, if he misses twelve weeks, oh yeah, no, no, it can't happen. That, that he can't. He'll be back this season. He'll play this season, but he won't play enough for Philly's second-round pick they got. Conditional pick to be a first. Even even not on the Eagles, Carson Wentz injuries are still killing you. That's what I, that was my point. That's like yeah. the guy's not even on our team anymore and his injuries are still killing us. This yeah. is nonsense. But and which really is is just complaining, right? It's like Well, you sent me that text and I'm like, I'm gonna try and make him feel better. And you were like, No, bad still. And yeah. I'm like, Okay, I get well, it. Well really it's just first world problems because I'm I'm bitching about it. About not getting that pick because that would give us three first round picks this coming year. Yeah. So really, we just have two. I mean, it's, it would have been a nice luxury, but now you're just hoping. Now you can just go ahead and completely root for the Colts to be terrible, so that you essentially have a first round pick with them having like yeah. a top five. If second the Colts round. are terrible, then their their second round pick. Yeah, you'll still have like a top thirty six, yeah. thirty seven yeah. pick. That would be nice. So if you have three picks in the first like forty, and plus if the Eagles are bad, yeah, and then we have that, a top five pick. Which you could have four picks, yeah. What, yeah, four picks in the first forty picks. Yeah, that would be dope. wild. Uh, I don't want that to happen. I mean, you don't want the Eagles to be bad, but I'm no. just saying. Like, and I think, and I, as I said before, I think Philly's being pretty underrated this year. But that's fine. And it's all based off of Jalen Hurts. But that is not neither here nor there. And that's I think it's good. mostly based off of Jalen Hurts' weapons. I don't think anybody has a lot of confidence in the weapons. No, but nobody likes Rager. Nobody likes Jalen Rager. Yeah, but, but I, mean, I the the most talented person he has on this team is a rookie this year, and the rookie wide receivers usually don't perform to no. the level that. And I just read a, uh, an evaluation of all the receivers today on uh, to this point in training camp, and they went through the whole list of them with Greg Ward performing, you know, you know, one of the best. And they said, but by far the best receiver in training camp to this year has been Fulham. No, uh, has been. Jalen Smith. Oh, Devontae Smith? Devontae Smith. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and, then, and then all the... It said... And when you read Devontae Smith's evaluation, it says, despite being... Or having a minor injury at the moment... I was going to say, he's hurt right now. Yeah, but they said he's... He, he's still performing he, the best. He went week to week, but now they're saying he's day to day. But they're saying... Uh, it's ironic because their best... By far their best receiver in camp at this point has been the rookie. Which I'm like, that's not a good sign. But it's not bad. It means that he's at least opening up some eyes. That's good. I mean, I've been hearing a lot of the same things out of Jets camp. Is that Elijah Moore has been the best wide receiver on the field so far? Yeah. Which I'm pretty excited about. They're, they, they're saying he's wicked good. I mean, it's it's good. That's a good situation because that means you're having... Because Elijah... That's a rookie, right? Yep. From... Um, Ole Miss. Damn it, dude. Sorry. Come on. I know. Uh, 
But having a rookie quarterback and a rookie wide receiver develop good chemistry to the point where the receivers standing out, that that is a good sign, I would think. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson actually played terribly in their green and white scrimmage that they had on Saturday. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really too worried about that. Uh, dude, I, and I don't even think this is an unpopular opinion. Whenever I see that a quarterback is not performing well in training camp, it means less than zero to me. It's like, weird. They play a defense that, like, the defense knows all the plays. Yeah. Like, the, they're not, I don't know. Because it's like, they're not really switching I've seen that Joe Burrow's had a terrible camp. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean, it means so little to me. First of all, he's coming off of a huge injury. Secondly, he's playing a defense that knows the plays. So it's like, I, it means nothing. Whenever I see a quarterback is performing poorly in training camp, it means absolutely nothing. And to supplement that, quarterbacks are not playing in, in preseason. That's just, the starting quarterbacks just are never going to play a preseason game ever again. Uh, who already, Sean McVay said that about Stafford when asked. Like, oh, Stafford's not playing in any preseason He game? said, how many snaps are we looking at for Stafford to get in the preseason? And Sean McVay very quickly said zero. He <laughs> will play playing. zero snaps in any preseason <laughs> game. So, which it's, I feel but, like is normal. But that, I feel like that makes sense with Stafford, but Zach Wilson should probably get out there to have a few a few drives against a, a different defense. Yeah, I, and I would definitely, I would agree with that. But I would also counter and say if they're having joint practices with another team, they're getting the same yeah, sort which of they team. are. They're doing a joint practice, I think, next week with the Packers, and then I think the week after that they're doing one with the Eagles. I feel like the Jets and Eagles always do joint practices, but that's where I feel like he can get that look at a different defense without mm-hmm. having to step foot in a preseason game because I don't think your quarterback's your most important position on the field. I just yeah. don't think they should ever play. In the we also don't even really have a backup. Who is the backup? We just signed Josh Johnson. Played in the... Yes. The... He's played like everywhere. He's been on like 14 NFL teams being you know the backup. Is... And he's... Dude. He played He played XFL. Hold on, I gotta look and he, up He played because... like three on three different teams in like the Canadian Football League. It's kind of crazy. But other than that, we have like James Morgan, who was our... Who we picked up as a as a rookie like two years ago? You said Josh Johnson, and I'm thinking to myself, Josh, isn't he the Eagles' quarterback coach? How could he be the backup for the Jets right now? Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh, Brian Johnson is the Eagles' quarterback coach. That's gotcha, scrambling guy. No, Josh Johnson was the guy that was behind. Who was he behind? Josh Freeman, I think, in Tampa Bay, like way back. Yeah, and he played in the the other football league. Why am I blanking? XFL. Now? XFL. Yeah. Um, there was another one too, though. The other football league that he played in the CFL or the uh, the Double AFL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have a, I have a stat for you because we have, we have a little bit of time. I think we can get we can do these these next two things that we have. Yeah, we got about five minutes. So I haven't read this to you yet. So you're and you may have heard it earlier, but mm-hmm. in between Tom Brady's seventh. In 22nd years in the NFL, Calvin Johnson was drafted, played his whole career, retired, and was inducted in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's insane. In between, but not, this isn't just like in can fit into Tom Brady's career. This is year seven for Tom Brady to now. So at this point, Tom Brady had already won three Super Bowls. Yeah, this is what we were talking about before with Brady has legit had three different Hall of Fame careers. I think you might even be able to divide it into four now. 
down. Just because he just has beca- seven rings. It's because, yeah, when you divide his career by five years each, um, it's just, like, he has enough Super Bowls in each of those, like, four or five-year windows that you can justify that being a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. So the part that makes this more insane, right, is that that Calvin Johnson's whole career can fit in between years 7 and 22 of Brady, mm-hmm. is that in order for a player to be inducted in the Hall of Fame, he will need to have been retired for five years. Yeah. You know what's crazy is you say that stat. I heard I didn't hear that one. I heard this one, which I feel like is even crazier. Is that by the t- like between Brady being drafted and Brady's last Super Bowl win with the Bucks, Ladanian Tomlinson was drafted, had an entire Hall of Fame career, <laughs> yeah. retired, and then was inducted into and the Hall of Fame. And is one of the greatest Hall of, or one of the greatest running backs of all time. Yeah. So one of the greatest running backs of all time existed in just Tom Brady's career, and and really less than that. Yeah, it's insane. <clears throat> so the last thing we're gonna do, and we can, I think we can do it quickly, because it's I put way too early division winners, so I'm gonna rattle them off to you, and you're just gonna tell me. I can fly through this. Okay. NFC East. Oh, NFC East. Yep. Uh, Washington football team. I'm gonna put Redskins because I'm a rebel. Okay. NFC West. Um. Ooh, that one's gonna be tough. I'm going to say... I should have saved this one for last in the NFC. I'm going to say the Rams. The Rams. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Seahawks. Is that weird that I'm going to go Seahawks here? No. I don't. I think the Cardinals are going to come in last. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see the face I made. Yeah. NFC North. Uh, Packers. Yep. Easy. NFC South. Bucks. Yep. Agreed. Do so you agree with all of those? All of them but the Rams. Okay. Uh, AFC East Bills Ooh Sorry Brad AFC West uh, Chiefs I love how anything that has anything to do with the Patriots We just immediately I'm so <laughs> the brand. We never say sorry to Cody No we don't Chiefs for the West Chiefs oh, I forgot how to spell Chiefs AFC North Ravens Really? Not the Steelers? Or not the Browns? Not the Browns AFC South uh, I would have said Colts but The Titans You're right. That was very fast. That's what I have. That was, and then for me, uh, Redskins as well. For the NFC East, NFC West, I said Seattle. North is the Packers. South is the Bucks. It's the same. I should have wrote these down at the same time. Um, AFC East for me is actually going to be the Patriots. Believe it or not. Sorry, Brad. So. Real quick, I'm going to say that because despite the amount of hating I've done on Cam Newton, I think he's going to have a bounce back here. He might. Uh, AFC West, I'm going to say... Oh, yeah. Duh. Chiefs. I'm thinking AFC South. Uh, I'm going to go Browns for the North. Okay. And then also the Titans for the South. Not bad. We we'll did see. it, dude. We'll, we'll do another one probably right before Way the season Way too early starts. division winners. I just wanted to get an idea for... Where we felt because it's preseason, so yeah. I have an idea for where we thought things, how things were going to go for these. Yeah, that makes years. sense. All right, um, Twitter at Trevor Rigney. Ask us questions, we'll answer them. Maybe not. Ask us answers, we'll question them. Full answer. Um, at K Rigney eighty nine at TJH underscore seven, and check out our TikTok. I've been posting some beer Olympics videos on there. 
Uh, yeah, guys, we are having a Beer Olympics preview episode on Wednesday with Trav's brother Tyler. So listen to that. Yeah. And Beer Shots Olympics were fired. Is, yes. Beer Olympics is on Saturday. Yep. So see ya. Thanks for listening, guys.